You're listening to Food for the Future on 980 CFPL and 980CFPL.ca. Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. I'm Peggy O'Neill, home economist and host of Food for the Future. Today, we feature a quarterly series, What's in Season? We'll discuss family farming in harmony with nature and local in-season food. We're all in luck because it's sunflower season, and we'll talk about that too. It's my pleasure to introduce Vivian Crump, co-founder of the Crump Family Farm located just outside the city at Poplar Hill, Ontario. Welcome, Vivian. Thank you for having me here. It's a real pleasure to have you here, Vivian. You and your husband, Chris, have worked in agri-food your entire lives, so you're true experts. I know uh, you traveled the world and seen a lot in agri-food, and recently you've introduced a unique concept of local farming and a way of life at the Crump Family Farm. Can you share your vision? Well, we wanted to showcase what we grow. So from the different grains that we grow and try on our farm, for example, we've tried the soft wheats, the hard red, and this year we planted uh, a spring hard red, which we've never done before um, in a snowstorm, no less. And we also tried um, the ancient green, the grain einkorn, which is uh, something a lot of people are looking for right now. So we have a test plot with the spring hard red and the einkorn side by side. And it's kind of neat how it grows. One gets one short, tall, short, tall, and it's, it's kind of cool. And then we'll uh, harvest uh, the grains and uh, mill them through our uh, on-farm uh, stone mill. It's almost sunflower season, so we'll be able to have walks and photo shoots and dinner in the sunflower field. We are trying to showcase what we grow from start to finish. So whether it is wheat or sunflowers or our own beef, we want people to know how they are all grown or raised or what, um, what to do with the end product. How wonderful though, that you can have, you had mentioned dinner in the sunflower. What a beautiful poetic setting. And I know that guests would be served, like you had said, your own beef and all the wonderful things that you're creating that you haven't mentioned, but is still available on the website um, at the yeah. Crump Family Farm. There's too many things to mention in just our short show. So I encourage everyone to go to the Crump Family Farm website and just see all the amazing things that are happening right here locally. And you combine nature and its cycles. And I think that's wonderful that living in harmony in the biodiversity and putting that right within the fabric and fiber of a working farm. What a great idea. And where did you get your inspiration from Vivian? Well, our inspiration is uh, so our children have a clean environment for their future. Um, we combine nature in our farming practices. We have put various settling ponds um, for our yard runoffs. Um, the water settles into these ponds and settling areas and settles out the nutrients um, into the various ponds. So that one, because we're the head of the Sydenham River. So when it goes into the Sydenham River, it's uh, clean water. We have also put in rock shoots and grass waterways to slow down the water into the river so we don't have uh, the erosion. And we have planted about 3,000 trees uh, three years ago, which led to having about 30 different species of birds on our farm now. There's so many amazing things. So it sounds like there's endless things to do at the Crump Family Farm. And if you're interested in the environment, if you're interested in having a delicious meal or really just 
having a day at the farm, then that would be a wonderful thing for our uh, community to be able to do. And I'm happy to hear that sustainable practices are such an important principle at the Crump Family Farm. And you've just mentioned a few ways that you work with nature, but still control nature with the waterways and the types of trees and attracting birds. But can you share some more examples of sustainable practices at the Crump Family Farm? So some of the sustainable practices we have done on our farm are, again, the, the grass waterways to slow water down so it doesn't erode the fields and the banks of your rivers. We have rotational grazing in our pastures and we upcycle the waste vegetables um, to our cattle in their our ration. Their rations are made out of, of the waste vegetables, the corn silage, hay, corn, rye, oats, uh, and we mix it all together and feed it to our cattle. Um, in our store, we try and upcycle and recycle things through the store. We pack our eggs in um, the cardboard takeaway containers with popcorn and we recycle the boxes that our meat comes in um, and use it for people to take their meat to their house. So we're trying to recycle things through our farm store and on our farm. Wonderful. Nothing goes to waste. Everything has a new life. Once its purpose is done being one thing, it gets to be something else. Vivian, you mentioned rotational grazing. What does that mean? So in uh, some of our pastures, we have four different uh, plots. And so what we do is we let them um, graze down the one area. And another reason we do it is because of the bobolinks nesting. So then we leave the other three pastures until the bobolinks are finished nesting, and then we'll let them into the next pasture. And then that first pasture grows up and then we can rotate through the four pastures. And if we have to use them more than once, then that grass will grow up in between the grazing times. Okay. So you and Chris have a real keen sense of not just the sun rising and setting and the rain and all the things that we're familiar with either as home gardeners or as farmers watching, but knowing when the bird species are, are nesting, how wonderful that you know that and keep them safe and have the uh, beef graze in another field in order to do that. There's just no shortage of discovery and knowledge that you and Chris hold that's our community and many people can really, really learn from you. So also those trees, 3000 trees, that is a lot of tree planting and conservation is really important to you and Chris at the Crump Family Farm. Can you tell us more about the conservation side of what you do? So as uh, we said, we planted about 3,000 different species of trees on our farm, and that helps the soil from moving around, and then it also gives the birds uh, a place to live. So then we have about 30 different species of birds flying around our farm in all different colors, and we the other night, Chris and I were out walking and we saw the great horned uh, owl, which I don't think I've seen one of those in many years. So that was really beautiful to see. And we're doing that an edible garden with all the native plants, including like your pawpaws, choke cherries, elderberries, um, your uh, American plum. And this is, this will take a, well, it'll take many years. So we're hoping our grandchildren will enjoy them. Oh, how wonderful. So thinking about the future in many ways, futures in the environment, future of your children, and then their children. That's, that's fantastic. So of the 30 species of birds that you now have flying around, what's your, your favorite or what's the most interesting? I, I still enjoy the red winged blackbird. And there's a lot of those around our farm. But there's also like your yellow finches, the bobolink. They're all so beautiful. 
Yeah, I I agree. I I love birds. So you mentioned, Vivian, that you were balancing running a profitable business with doing the best that you can for the environment. And so how do you how do you achieve this very delicate dance? Um, Well, we we put a lot of hours in on our farm and it's uh, from planning what varieties to grow and how they fit into our rotation on the farm. Um, The rotation is uh, not having the same crops in one field over and over again. And uh, so every year we rotate uh, the sunflowers to a new field. Again, a lot of planning, a lot of organizing, a lot of uh, leadership really in, in the way you're going to manage the farm, but also the message of what your farm means, not just to you, but to others, all the people that come and visit and all the new people that'll come and visit and show them uh, so many different things about the environment and farming. And I'm, I'm a great supporter of what you're doing. I, I love your concept and I'm just so happy that you're not very far away and I'll be out really soon. After the break, we hear, we'll hear more from Vivian Crump, co-founder of the Crump Family Farm with her husband, Chris, where they have a store and local food experience just outside the city in Poplar Hill, Ontario. Welcome back to Food for the Future on 980CFPL and 980CFPL.ca. Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. I'm Peggy O'Neill, home economist and host of Food for the Future. The show today is part of the quarterly series, What's in Season? We're speaking with Vivian Crump about local in-season products, education, and visits to the farm. Vivian, we talked about running a profitable business and balancing the environment and all the things that you're doing for um, conservation on your property. What are some of the foods that you grow, which are offered in your store in Poplar Hill, Ontario, just outside the city? And how are they unique? We sell what we grow, so we convert it into a consumable product for people to buy. And so we have the grains that we have grown on our farm, and then we make it into a flour that's milled um, in our stone mill. And one of the grains that we're trying, as we've said uh, earlier, is einkorn, and it's the most ancient wheat, and it can be helpful, healthful uh, grain for those who have sensitivities to their in their guts and stuff, so they don't have to... Uh, do um, oats or buckwheat, they can try um, einkorn and, and sometimes it works. There, there has been some success and I know it's a great um, success overall for einkorn, but we're talking specifically about people with gluten sensitivities. Some, mm-hmm. some are able to tolerate einkorns. And when is einkorn available if someone wanted to come out and get some flour from you? We probably won't have it until fall. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, and, and people can check your website to see when flowers are season. And that's part of the um, fun of eating locally and in season. It's not available all the time. And you have objects for other purposes. You are mentioning how you're trying to recycle many things. Can you give us another example of that? Um, so we recycle um, on our farm. Um, um, we use uh, things for other purposes and just try to upcycle and recycle as much as we can on on every aspect of our farm. We are a cow-calf to finish, so we're getting the beef that we raise on our farm. We are trying to use the whole cow from head to tail. We render the kidney fat into tallow, and we use it into, in our soap making and uh, lip balm. And of course, it does make the best French fries. Did you know that uh, it isn't the steaks that are the first thing that are sold, it's the tail, and it's the most flavorful part of the animal. 
You know, that's really interesting because bone broth has become just something many people have added to their diet and been very, very happy Mm -hmm. about it. And the tail is a perfect, not just bone broth, but in terms of, um, you know, oxtail soup and all of the properties with that much bone and how rich the broth is and how rich the soup is. It's wonderful. Isn't that interesting? So we're starting to rediscover some of what previously were the cheaper cuts of meat, still very affordable, but very, very flavorful. I'm sure the listeners have all been waiting. I know I have to hear more about the sunflowers. They're going to be in season soon. Yeah. Where do you to tell us more about that? We grow the sunflowers for their sunny blooms. It makes the people smile in the sunflower field on our farm. And uh, people can enjoy taking their photos in the sunflower field on our farm. We uh, cold press the, the raw sunflowers into uh, beautiful uh, sunflower oil um, with the hull on. Um, we're hoping to have uh, a machine to take the hull off this fall. So we'll have the dark and the light sunflower oil, and it makes the most wonderful uh, salad dressing. So hopefully people will give that a try. And we also have uh, the sunflower seeds for the birds to enjoy uh, in the winter. And did you know there's about 40 different species of birds that enjoy the black high oil sunflower seeds? I Um, actually didn't know that. I thought you know, um, I didn't actually think about it as sunflowers, a sunflower, a sunflower, but you know, it makes sense that there's different varieties and leave it to the birds to know the difference and what they like. (laughs) And the black high oil sunflower seeds are available at the Crump family farm. And when are those available? I know birds are starting to look for food in the winter, but buyers are looking earlier so that they've got a nice supply as soon as the birds are ready for it after, um, you know, corn and other things have disappeared from the environment. When is the these type of sunflower seeds available to buy for the birds? Um, we have it in our store year round. You'd be surprised. There's people that come in the summertime. There's people that come in the wintertime. It's a year round thing that people feed the birds uh, their sunflower seeds. Wonderful. And you had said that 40 species of birds enjoy it, which means that you might broaden the range of birds that are at your feeders if you come out and get some sunflower seeds that are of the kind that attracts the 40 types of not get all 40, but you might get a kind that you haven't seen before. That would be lovely to see. So there's just so much that's been well thought out at the Crump Family Farm. The entire experience, absolutely beautiful. I really think you've thought it out and really offered a model of the types of things that people are looking for when they think of local food and farm fresh. And uh, you and Chris have really thought of it all. Now, you had mentioned beef. Do you have any other types of meats available at the farm? So we have our free range uh, pasture raised uh, chickens. And then uh, we source our pork from a local farmer and we get our seasonal uh, vegetables from a local grower and uh, greenhouse. And uh, our daughter um, has the the bees and we get our honey from uh, our daughter. So it really is the whole meal um, pretty much is sourced within a very short radius. It's not Uh, from very far away, which is, I think, really wonderful experience for people to go out and enjoy at the Crump Family Farm. And I find consumers today are really interested in where their food comes from. So education is really important. How do you and Chris at the Crump Family Farm help people understand the food cycle? So we're trying to educate people from the farm to the table, and people are always asking what we feed our cattle. Um, so we, we uh, feed them pasture grass and blue skies and, and, and sunshine in the summertime. 
And in the winter, we have a uh, ration that is the upcycle uh, waste vegetables from our local vegetable processing plant, along with the corn, oats, rye, rye grains, along with uh, corn silage, and of course, uh, free choice hay. We are a working farm working with nature. So we have coyotes and badgers and weasels. So our llama and donkey help with the coyotes in the pasture. There are guardian animals out there. <laughs> it sounds like they're doing a good job. Like they take it seriously. So uh, the llama and the donkey is something else you could see at the Crump Family Farm. That's fantastic. You've educated yourself as well. And that's an important part of always staying on top of your craft. What's some of the most recent education that you've had, Vivian? So I was lucky enough to shadow a butcher last year. So I learned the different cuts of beef and how they can be used. Um, so then the table part is how you prepare our, our beef and flour. So I'm always trying to give people ideas on how to prepare their meals. So I'm always reading and learning myself. Wonderful. I, I think that that's great. So the food cycle then, and back to the circular economy, can you tell us a little bit more about that part of the food cycle? So the food cycle is uh, we grow our animals and they produce the manure. So then we can grow our crops and we plant our crops like corn and, and harvest it and use that straw for bedding for our cattle. And then the corn is fed to the people and the cattle and the cattle are, so the cattle are very, very important to our well-being. Yeah, they are. We, we need our grazers. We talk a lot about endangered species and endangered geographic areas, but right here in Canada, we have endangered grasslands in the prairies and the beef farmers and the grazers are helping keep certain species of wildlife there and also revitalize the soil with all the nutrients that come in their excrement. So they're very, they really are important to soil health and they really are important in many ways too for human health with B12, protein, um, vitamin K, all iron, all of those things. So uh, I, I agree with you. Moving away from the amazing education that you not only offer people, but that you receive to yourself, more about sunflowers. It's in season, not quite, but how else can we enjoy them? We talked about making them available for birds and the delicious oils available for various types of salad, both the dark and the uh, lighter versions. Tell us more about the sunflowers, Vivian. So to enjoy the sunflowers, come for a walk through them, take a photo. Um, we are preparing the, uh, the farm to table meal in the sunflower field this season. We're, we'll have one, maybe two this season. Um, so watch that on Instagram and Facebook. Um, when the sunny blooms are finished, you can still enjoy them and uh, by getting some lovely cold pressed sunflower oil. And also we're going to try the sunflower seeds that you can eat, the convection, convection uh, sunflowers. Wonderful, wonderful. So we'll watch on your website and on Instagram, the Crump Family Farm to find out more about when the dinners are and then just general visits people that want to come out and experience the other things or visit the store. How do people find out about that? Well, they can uh, phone me up and ask uh, for a farm tour or um, they can take an alpaca for a farm tour around the, our farm and see the ponds and all the erosion control uh, projects that we've done. And I'm hoping we'll have sunflower walks with the alpacas also. So that'll be kind of a fun thing to do again this year. This is food for the future and we take a humanities approach. So we try to weave a little philosophy, history and creativity into today's food dialogue. And how do these approaches relate to what you're doing at the Crump Family Farm, Vivian? 
our farm, we're always changing to make things better for the environment. In the past, we've had some problems on our farm and we knew we had to fix them. So slowly, year by year, we are fixing it on our farm and we educate people along the way. That's fantastic. How does showing individuals where their food comes from and to provide them opportunities to visit a working farm that also has a significant conservation component to it, how does that help us find the way forward together? I think people appreciate things more if they know more about the products and how to prepare them and the best way to cook for their families. I agree. And the Crump Family Farm does exactly that. So we're very, very lucky. Is there a final message, Vivian, that you'd like to share with our listeners? We're a working farm with nature. We work hard and enjoy our farm. And uh, we have many ups and downs on our farm, but uh, we have learned a lot uh, along the way. And uh, let's keep working together so the next generation has uh, a beautiful place to uh, grow up. I just think that's so poetic. Thank you very, very much for all that you're doing. And it's been a sincere pleasure having you on the show. Well, thank you for having me. Today on Food for the Future, we've been speaking about family farming in harmony with nature and local in-season sunflowers with Vivian Crump, co-founder of the Crump Family Farm located just outside London in Poplar Hill, Ontario. Each week, we leave you with something to talk about and something to do. Something to talk about? How could you consume more local farm fresh products? Something to do? Go to the crumpfamilyfarm.com to learn about the family farm's contribution to humanity, local food production, in-season sunflowers, and how to book your visit to the farm. Next week on the show, we return to the monthly series, City Farming. We'll discuss urban orchards and fruit sharing in the city with Julia Germania from Not Far From the Tree. I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill, professional home economist, and you've been listening to the weekly show, Food for the Future. Thank you to our platinum level sponsors, Burnbray Farms, Eggs for Life, and the Middlesex London Food Policy Council. Food for the Future with Peggy O'Neill airs every Saturday at 830 on 980 CFPL and 980 CFPL.ca.